MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, December 31st, 2021. And it is the last day of the year. And to celebrate, I am going to be talking with the host of From the Bunker, Ms. Jody Hamilton, absolutely incredible person. I've met her so many times and she's just absolutely wonderful. Incredible. Just such a beautiful soul. I know you're going to love this interview. I hope you enjoy it. All right, everybody. Today, I am happy to be joined by the host of the podcast From the Bunker, newest addition to the MSW Media family. Please welcome Jody Hamilton. Hello, Jody. Hi, Allison. Thank you so much for having me on your show and having me on your network. I'm so excited. We are very honored to have you. And it was great. I think the last time I saw you was at Stephanie Miller's birthday party. So it was. Yeah, that was fun. Got to talk to Billy West and Rob Reiner. And she just has the coolest friends. I know. You know, the weirdest, weirdest thing between Stephanie and me was Paula Poundstone on her podcast was lamenting that she needed some new kittens because she's, you know, she's down to like seven or was. And so my neighbors had like five kittens that they didn't expect to have because they took in a, a stray and she got pregnant. And so I was like, I emailed Paula because she was weirdly following me on Twitter, which is just weird. And so then I, I contact her. She says, sure. So she comes over and then I get an email from Lily Tomlin because Paula, it's like the weirdest Stephanie Miller <laughs> family thing. And it's like, I have the weirdest life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty amazing. Um, we got to sit and watch Jill Sobule play some music. Yeah, she's amazing. And and yeah, I have to say it's it's truly an honor to to be friends with uh, Miss Stephanie Miller. Yes, absolutely. And uh, also with you. That sounded very <laughs> Catholic. <laughs> uh, anyway, I wanted to tell everybody about your fantastic show. Tell us about what made you start From the Bunker. Actually, weirdly, it's somebody that introduced me to Stephanie. Mm. His name is Lyle Gregory, and I ended up sitting next to him. Can I swear on this show? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Shit. It was uh, 2008. It was a friend of mine's 50th birthday and he was invited. And so I ended up sitting next to him. We were chatting and and he said, you should have a radio show. And I'm like, because those are easy. Mm. Uh, so easy to get one of those. And he said, well, and then I realized, you know, podcasting. This is 2008. I met him like December or something. And so I talked to my friend, Sean. And who I, at that point, had known 28 years. And he's, A, one of the funniest people I know and super smart. And so we started the Ham and Legs show in March of 2009. In fact, we're doing a sketch about that for our other show that we do. Anyway, um, and so it just kind of started that way. And then we met Stephanie the following year. And she's like, who's ham and who's legs? You know, she's very sweet. <laughs> and I'm ham. He's legs because mm. my mom gave him that uh, nickname in high school because he had great gams. Mm. But no, I mean, we started it almost 13 years ago now. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. And and so now what has from the bunker sort of evolved into what sort of topics do you discuss? And tell us tell us a little bit about the framework of the show. Well, basically, um, depending on which co-host I have in depends on how ridiculous it is. Um, But basically, it's about politics and pop culture and, you know, like a lot of podcasts, not all of them, but the ones I listen to, like yours and and Frank Figluzzi and Stephanie, you know, everybody else's. But it's, um, it, you know, I sit, it, it literally, it started with Sean and me and then it evolved into my friend Rick Beatty and me and then my friend Nick Sadler and Rick and me and then David Shaw. It's been a whole cacophony of folks. I've only missed like seven episodes in 12 years. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, I rarely miss a show. As they say, it must go on. Well, and I'm the one that records stuff. Mm. So without me, there is nothing. <laughs> without me, there is nothing. What a great statement. Just, just I want everyone to know. <laughs> so uh, what's coming up, for example, on this week of the show? Well, this week we had David Shockett was on and it was on. T- we, sh- we record the shows on Tuesdays. And um, so Shockett was on and we talked about what was going on this week, which like for me anymore is like what happened yesterday. It was two days ago, you know, <laughs> like what has this happened? I mean, today, huge news going on. With the uh, the verdict with uh, the cop that yeah. forgot that her taser was a gun. I mean, come yeah, on. and other things. I mean, literally, it's like when it was when we first started doing the show in two thousand nine. It was like, oh, Barack Obama, he's great. What are we going to talk about for an hour? You know, it's really hard nowadays. It's like, what? How can we get to all the stuff that I've written down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we end up eliminating a lot of stories because there's just so much. And people have already probably heard about it by this because they, I mean, we record on Tuesdays. I assume most people listen to me on the weekends. So I, I that's what I do because mm-hmm. during the week I listen to other live radio. And so like this week, I'm almost out of podcasts because <laughs> all the live radio is reruns. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's taking some time off. It's it's uh, it's interesting. And, you know, I, I have to say that I think the topics that you discuss are, are, are really important. And I think that giving voice to, to a lot of these things from different perspectives is also very important. And so, uh, you know, most of us on this side can't usually have the same perspective on things. For example, if we talk about Michael Flynn suing the 1-6 committee and having his lawsuit tossed out within a day. Squee! <laughs> and, you know, but being able to break it down and say why and that he can refile if he wants, if he can get his shit together. It's all it's all very interesting. And 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 by the time this this particular discussion that we're having right now airs next week, who the hell knows what will have gone down? And that's how fast the news moves. It used to be a scandal every couple of weeks, every right. month or so, if there were any scandals at all. And now it's it's a fire hose. So what, hats off to you for being able to keep up with it. I try, you know, being I know that Bob Seska's show is going to be on this network as well. So, I mean, I got Tuesdays and Thursdays every week going, I have to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to ask you about paying attention as well. But I have to take a quick break. So everybody stick around. We'll be right back with Jody Hamilton. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Today's episode of The Beans is brought to you by Upstart. If you dread looking at your credit card statements every month, you're not alone. That's the same for everybody, especially those high interest rates. You'll spend half your adult life trying to pay that off. 
and the weight of debt can be crippling. But Upstart can help you get out of that debt with an online personal loan. You can pay off existing debt quickly and easily and start living your life. Over a million people have used Upstart to consolidate high interest debt and pay off credit cards, pay off student loans, fund personal expenses with one fixed low monthly payment. Because Upstart looks beyond your credit score to find you a better loan rate with their trusted partners by considering other factors like your income and your employment history and your credit history. And you can check your rate for free online now without impacting your credit score in minutes. It's a soft pull. You can do it for loans between one to $50,000. And you can receive your funds as fast as one business day after the acceptance of your loan. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash dailybeans. That's upstart.com slash dailybeans. Please use our URL to let them know we sent you. Your loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. That's upstart.com slash dailybeans. And today's show is also brought to you by AG. Not just me, AG, but AG Athletic Greens. They're incredible. It's a health and wellness company that makes daily nutrition simple. You know, I'm paleo and I intermittently fast, so I have huge nutritional gaps in my diet. And that can cause stress, poor sleep. It can, it can mess up your immune system. And that's where AG1 comes in. AG1 by Athletic Greens is a category-leading superfood product that brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody. I used to have to take 10 different things to get my multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood stuff, all these different products. But one scoop of AG1 has it all. And uh, it's special blend of high-quality bioavailable ingredients. They work together to fill the gaps in my diet. It supports energy and focus, aids with gut health and digestion, supports a healthy immune system, and it effectively, like I said, replaces all those products. And it's lifestyle friendly. If you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it's all good. And it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, and no artificial anything. And it keeps it tasting great. My favorite thing is that as the science changes, so does AG1. What a concept. Most nutritional products come on the market never change. But Athletic Greens continues to obsessively improve AG1 based on the latest research, producing 53 improvements over the last decade alone and counting. So I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy, so convenient, so delicious. Go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. And right now you will get a free one-year supply of vitamin D to support your immune system and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. Athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. Take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Everybody, welcome back. We're talking with the host of From the Bunker, a brand new MSW Media family podcast. Not family podcast, we say fuck, but, you know, <laughs> the MSW Media family of swearing, of news with swearing. And we were talking a little bit earlier, right before the break, about, you know, having to pay attention to all this news mm -hmm. all the time. I've been doing it sort of just naturally as a hobby for a really long time. And I, I, the reason I do that, I think, comes from the fact that I have PTSD, generalized anxiety. And so for the same reasons I like to watch the same movies over and over again, because there's no surprises. I like to learn everything I can about the news so I can sort of anticipate what's coming mm -hmm. or to not be surprised by by anything. And so I was wondering, do you find it? At, but I do have to take a break every eight weeks or I'll, you know, I'll lose my mind. So do you find it difficult to stay on top? Is it exhausting? Is it exhilarating? What's it like to, to pay attention to the news all the time? It's it's exhausting. I basically listen to Ms. Miller and Tom Hartman. So in Pacific time, it's 6 a.m. to noon, basically, because I walk the earth mm -hmm. 10 miles every day. So and wow, nice. It's been raining today, so I had to use a treadmill. I hate those. Mm -hmm. 
I fucking hate them. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I mean, they work gay, but I fucking hate them. But um, so I, I listen to the news basically for about six hours and then I get home and and then on Tuesdays I have the one job and and Thursdays with Bob and Tuesdays it's Stephanie's show and my show the same day. Mm-hmm. And then five days a week it's the rest. And it's... Uh, I tune out around 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then I start watching my stories. <laughs> Until something big, huge drops. And then it's different. It's like I'll, I'll, I'll watch the Twitters and stuff, but I don't have my phone glued to me like a lot of people do because it's dangerous mentally. Yeah, I, I have that mocking uh, screen time <laughs> notification that's, you know, your screen time was up 31% last week. You spend nine and a half million years every day on your phone. And uh, honestly, I have to say, because I'm on top of the news so often, it can it can be weird with, with the personal relationships. If I'm out to dinner or if I'm with friends yeah. or if I'm with family sitting there on the phone, I have to be very conscious of that all the time. And so, you know, it's walking this fine line between, hey, I'm working and or, I, you know, I'm just don't want to pay attention to you. That's not the case. I always want to pay attention to them. But, you know, well, I mean, with with us, I mean, Lonnie's on his phone more than I am because he's got he's uh, my husband. He likes his classic cars. Oh, OK. And so some of his friends will be like, are you going there on car show Sunday? And I'm like, seriously, put the phone down. Just <laughs> phone. Down. I have a great I have a great classic car story for you that you should tell him. We were uh, hanging out in Alpine, which is sort of a. a mm-hmm. East County, San Diego, kind of very cowboy red area. And we were at the Alpine Springs Inn or the Flynn Springs Inn or something. And there's this guy there, overalls, no shirt. He calls himself the mayor of Alpine. He's not the mayor. <laughs> he brings his own 12 pack of PBR into the bar and just drinks uh, naturally, like you do. And he's like, I'm the mayor. Well, he also collects classic cars. He's got a ton of them. He restores them. They're fantastic. They're beautiful. And he was telling a story at the bar about how he had left the Flynn Springs the other night. He says, I was why I went out the front door and then, you know, started heading down the road. And he's like, you know, that white picket fence that goes all the way down Alpine Boulevard. He's like, well, uh, you know, I, I went through that and rolled down into the ditch. And everybody was like with rapt attention was concerned about which car it was yeah. that he was in. And they're like, oh, my God, what car? Please, please don't say it was the Thunderbird or whatever, you know, please, whatever. You know, what what car was it? Uh, What were you what were you driving at the time? And he just looked at him and said, driving. I was walking. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. That's fantastic. No, Lonnie's got some like amazing car guys. We used to have a 56 T-Bird that we sold to a guy in Germany, which was fun to try to get to him. I think he's got it now. And he had a, an old Model A. Now he's got a T-Bucket and he's got a, a Bugatti uh, replica because we can't afford a real Ooh. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those are worth more than my house. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same with the T-Bucket. A real one would be way worth more. But no, he loves that. But I don't go in the death traps. Yeah, I got I got in an accident in a 62 Buick Skylark and it wasn't pretty. So now it's like Mazdas and Toyotas for me. Yeah, I like my little 2002 Lexus. Mm, nice. yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. It's got yeah. airbags and seatbelts, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and safety glass. Oh, and, and, a, and a windshield. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those are always a bonus, you know, so you don't get the bugs in the teeth. <laughs> so tell us a little, like, I'm interested in 
what sort of news you're going to be talking. What what do you think is going to happen? Do you think we're going to have a quiet week between Christmas and New Year's? Or do you think because right now, I mean, we're recording this on December 23rd. This is uh, Thursday before the the week after Christmas, Thursday before Christmas. And it's still a fire hose of news going mm-hmm. right up to, I think, the holiday break with especially with the January 6th committee and everything mm-hmm. that they're doing over there. But do you think that the news might calm down a little bit for next week or do you think it'll continue? I don't know. With with uh, Trump's lawsuit going to the Supreme Court, I think they're going to hear it soon about his stuff. I don't even know that they'll hear it. I think they'll make a probably make a decision likely not to hear it probably by mid-January. Yeah, they may just decline it because they're going to uphold the lower court that said, yeah, you have to do that. But then there are listening to some vaccine mandates. Mm hmm. Federally, which they've upheld statewide, but this is under federal law. So that's an interesting thing that I think they'll uphold it because it's 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 health issues. <laughs> it's not. I think they'll uphold the vaccine mandates that the president, our current president, the good one, <laughs> wants to do. And then I think once they do that, he may and I'm hoping and I'm praying that he'll then do vaccine mandates for the FAA trains greyhound yeah if they were if they just required vaccines on airplanes we wouldn't have these incidents these incidents of violence because anti-vaxxers wouldn't be allowed on the plane no i think you stop them at the airport at that point yeah yeah but um i I think it's really interesting the way that uh the appellate court judges and some of the the lawyers in these cases are uh, you know we have a very conservative supreme court we do uh, as we know but a lot of these folks are a lot about separation of powers mm-hmm. and they don't want the judiciary making laws or changing laws unless it's, of course, Roe v. Wade. Right. Uh, and so I like the way they teed up the National Archives decision by saying, hey, you know, this is um, the legislative branch and it's it's you don't want the courts like to come in and tell the Congress what to do. Uh, and then especially with the the vaccine stuff they're mm-hmm. they're saying you don't want the courts to tell the president what they can do and, and because of executive supreme executive power which they're all very big on when there's a republican in the way right so i think it's i think it's kind of cool the way they've teed these up to because if they go back on this they i mean not that they give a, a shit if they you know go against their long-held principles of separation of powers. But I, I like the way that they're arguing these cases. It'll be interesting to see how those turn out. I w- I'm, I'm very curious about the vaccine win and then obviously about the, well, Trump is suing to not over... It's like... <sighs> I am so done with the orange menace that... Did you see Biden's interview with ABC? Uh, uh, no, not yet. I have. It's on... It's on it's teed up to watch. Oh, he he basically was asked, are you going to run again? Which is like, oh, was he going to say no? And then they go, well, if Trump runs, he goes, that's going to just don't taunt me. Don't do yeah. it. Don't. Yeah. I, then I have to run again, you know. And that's why he ran this time. He he felt like it was his uh, duty to his family and to the country. Absolutely. To, and it was to do this. And, yeah. and Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren was my first choice. Same. Same. She got she got my uh, primary vote. Biden was like fifth down on the list. Yeah, he was way mm, down on the list. But he actually is the right man for the job right now. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. I mean, my mom got to meet him in 2015, 2016, when he was going to do Project Moonshot for cancer. Yeah. 
um, because of his son and my sister. And um, she got 30 minutes with him. Yeah. Personally. And, and she's she, all she said to me was he's the kindest human being I've ever met. Yeah. And we needed that. We needed somebody to also that to, that could actually do bipartisan stuff. And he's proven he could do that. And, that and that's not necessarily, you know, well, with the, the first bipartisan infrastructure bill. And that's and the and the COVID relief American Rescue Plan. And that's, you know, not necessarily because I mean, it is because of what's in the bill, but it's also to send a message to autocrats across the world, around the world who say that democracy can't work because of your two party system. You guys can't get anything done. And he, he showed him, no, we, we can. And democracy does work. And I, I think, yeah, I think he he really rose up to the moment and I think he's doing an excellent job. So. Here we are, and we'll see how we'll see how things shake out next year. I hope 2022 is the year of atonement, the year of justice. I do too. And accountability. I, I, I think that um, with the better ba- build better back. I can't talk. <laughs> build back better. That's it. Uh, bill build back better. Bill. That's just b b b b b. I do think that. Okay, Joe Manchin. Fuck that guy. But mm-hmm. don't blame just him. There are 50 Republicans. Mm-hmm. That's why I think they should go to Capito, who is the Republican, other, the other senator for West Virginia. She voted for the bipartisan infrastructure bill and say, you know what, if you bucked Manchin and voted for the Build Back Better plan and brought those provisions. His whole state would be so happy to, to Virginians. Mm-hmm. You could run on that. Yeah, she would, could. I don't think she would ever lose an election again in Virginia. Same even with Murkowski. Though, I mean, there are, f- yeah. there are several Republicans. Is she up for election? Is Caputo up? I don't think so. I, Caputo? Mur- no, I don't think she is. Murkowski is. Yeah, she is. And she was a write-in candidate and won. That's bananas. That is bananas. So I think that they might be talking to her, too. They should talk to all of all of them. And, you know, because if if Republicans want to be the party of the people, they should get in tight. You know, they want to be in tight with the unions. Mansion has been in, shoulder to shoulder, buddy, buddy with the the mine workers union. And now they're mad because of coal miners in West Virginia. He's been like, oh, I, they're their best friend. If you can get the Rep- and I don't want the Republicans to be the, the friend of the union because I want Republicans to lose. But if you could get Bill back better passed that way, I'm like, hey, you know, well, wasn't hey. it the coal miners union that just uh, screamed yep. at him the other day? So I was like, oh, you might want to listen to those kids. Yeah, they said you you are all about health care for union workers. And now you're the, the Build Back Better plan would extend our benefits for black lung disease. And you want to stop that? You want to stop that in West Virginia mm-hmm. as a as a coal baron on a yacht. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's a bad, bad look. No, it's just it's. I think his thing is about basically coal. <laughs> Unfortunately for them, yeah. it's it's because of the Green New Deal part of the bill, and I think that's more than when he says that. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you give people a child tax credit, they're going to do drugs. Are they doing them now? Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. Yeah, I didn't think so. I, I know mm-hmm. people that are utilizing that tax credit because they need the money, food, food, rent, heating, heating oil. Uh, rent paying off debt and they're going to run out of it january 15th if this Mm -hmm. doesn't get passed before then yeah yeah and we'll we'll see how it goes but fortunately there's a lot of pressure and and we'll see we'll see if we can get something done i have confidence in biden to make it happen i do too and and i I, again i'm going to reiterate the media needs to stop fucking just talking about joe manchin and talking about the other 50 Mm -hmm. senators that are like fuck child tax credits helping people i mean mm-hmm. yeah it's awful and, and also the, the biden bashing has to stop it yeah i understand accountability and reporting the news but this is it's absolutely ridiculous he's been there 10 minutes i mean i know a year is a year but it's still 10 minutes and he's not gotten a lot done 
in that sure short has. period of time with only 50 senators. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. And that I, I hope they that they change their tune. That's what podcasts like yours are here for and podcasts like ours. So I thank you very much for joining me today. I encourage everybody to check out From the Bunker with Jody Hamilton. And uh, we look forward to uh, a, a wonderful this is the start of a beautiful friendship. I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining me today, everybody. Anytime, Until next Allison. time. <laughs> no problem. All right, everybody. That is this week's bonanza extravaganza of interviews while I've been out and away on vacation. And uh, I am going to see you on Sunday with the final episode of the MSW Book Club for Here, Right Matters by Colonel Vinman. I'm going to be talking with Colonel Vinman himself and answering patrons and subscribers' questions, so you don't want to miss that. We're going to be on hiatus just the one week for Muller, she wrote, and then we'll be back Monday with, I think, Dana and the Daily Beans. Like The whole crew will be back together again, so I'm looking forward to it. Everybody, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, 2022 is hopefully going to be the year of accountability, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, until I talk to you again on Sunday for the MSW Book Club episode with Colonel Vinman, please... Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. And Happy New Year. I'm A.G. and them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com.